0: So it is time to get our news briefing. Joining us from the Korea Herald, we have Kim Bo-kyung. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Henry.
0: So I've just uh, finished talking about Korea jumping nine places in this uh, so-called global peace index. Uh, A large part of the credit due to uh, some of the things like safety and security and how uh, the government has been protecting its people, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic. We are, though, in, in the midst of, I think we can say, a little bit of a uh, worrisome situation here in terms of uh, new cases and new infections. Can you give us the latest numbers, please?
1: Yeah, the South Korea added 50 new cases of uh, confirmed COVID-19 patients uh, as of yesterday, recording a jump back to the 50s in three days. The spike was broadly due to a series of outbreaks in greater Seoul, ranging from a ping-pong club to a door-to-door sales company and also a church-run shelter for korean chinese the country's total number of coronavirus patients uh, stands at uh, 11 902 according to the korea centers for disease control and preventions while two patients died from the disease pushing the death toll to 276 out of yesterday's new 50 cases 43 were locally transmitted and 40 were reported out of the capital region, including 12 in Seoul and 8 in Incheon, while 7 were imported cases. 359 patients are under treatment in Seoul alone as of 10 a.m. yesterday.
0: So we seem to be at this plateau of around 40-50 new cases per day. That's been the uh, pattern for the past few weeks. It just seems like only a little while ago when uh, new infections were uh, in the teens or even lower than that, and the more bigger concern was, well, it looks like community transmission locally is is not really an issue. We're worried about the foreigners coming in or these uh, foreign oh, arrivals. Yeah. And that, that's where the uh, uh, concerns lie. Obviously, that is not the case right now. Uh, th- the increased infections, very concerning, especially here in the Seoul metropolitan area, because this is um, what people are saying are, is the worst situation for the Seoul metropolitan area since this pandemic began. But the other concerning situation, Young, is that the, the more vulnerable, the people who should not... Uh, definitely be infected. Mm-hmm. Senior citizens, those numbers are rising at an alarming level.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One in four patients of newly confirmed uh, with the virus uh, in the past week were those aged 65 and over. And this is the age bracket with the highest um, mortality rate. Among patients diagnosed with COVID between May 31st and June 6th, there were 74 people in this age group, according to the KCDC. And this figure, the 74 people who who were diagnosed um, over the age of 65. Now, this was 24.7 times higher than uh, the number diagnosed in the first week of May, which was only uh, three people in mm. that time frame. So, Tong eun who's the Director General of the KCDC, said yesterday during an afternoon briefing that elders should not go to meetings held at confined spaces, without a window, or with poor ventilation, and also she really urged them to uh, refrain from singing and also to wash their hands as much as possible.
0: Some people might kind of uh, look at that uh, quote and go, singing? Well, what's that about? (laughs) We're we're talking about these recent infections, uh, churches. Uh, A Mm -hmm. lot of elderly people uh, are uh, religiously devout, and they are going to these various churches uh, despite these uh, warnings and guidelines that have been issued by the government and uh, the Ventilation is not great there. It is close confined spaces to yeah. sit in those pews, and uh, you sing those hymn songs, and uh, that has been proven scientifically to be a very strong vector of how this infection spreads. The singing yeah. and like kind of like uh, shouting or yelling kind of pushes out the respiratory droplets a, yeah. a lot faster. So there's concerns there. Uh, other elderly um, kind of demographic type of uh, businesses like Richway, the um, door-to-door sales company oh, that yeah. is also employing a lot of elderly and going door-to-door to mm-hmm. a lot of elderly people. And even the uh the the, uh, the table tennis yeah. club, those are also places that are frequented. So uh, you definitely want to keep the infection rates low among the people who could be, uh, as you say, having a higher fatali- fatality rate from COVID-19 and we will have to stay vigilant, especially here in the Seoul metropolitan area. Again, to keep things in perspective, though, uh, Korea is uh, going through uh, somewhat of a, a blip here in terms of uh, dealing with new infections, but we're seeing alarmingly that worldwide also uh, these numbers are quite discouraging, right?
1: Right, and this comes uh, really um, sort of as a as a as an effect of uh, reopening. And mm. this week, the number of cases soared past seven million, with one hundred and thirty-six thousand new infections detected on Sunday alone, which was the highest single day total since uh, the. The pandemic began in uh, January and... (laughs) Also, Henry, of the new cases reported on Sunday, three quarters of them were focused in 10 countries, most in the Americas and South Asia, such as India, Brazil, Mexico, and South Africa. And India reported 12,000 new cases for a total of at least uh, around 287,000 in just the 24 hours. And this comes after Spain and uh, India now um, has become the country with the six highest caseloads. And uh, public health experts are warning of a looming shortage of hospital beds and doctors. And also this week, uh, Indians can go out to dine and to shop and to pray at religious sites, which um, is really worrying experts and infectious disease um, authorities. And the latest number of coronavirus cases around the world is at around 7.4 million with uh, 419. 16 excuse me 1000 deaths
0: so we understand uh, people have been shut down in some places for a while uh, there have been complete lockdowns in certain countries and uh, as we head into the summer months and this idea that maybe the infection rates won't be as high in the hotter uh, summer heat, uh, although that's uh, being in dispute now. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people, as you say, are itching to open things up. We're freaking out here over 50 new yeah. cases a day. Uh, but uh, as you say, for example, India with 12,000 new yeah. cases, they're actually on the path to opening up as well. And so, again, it just shows how uh, relative this whole situation is depending on the country you're in. In, in the US, the situation has stabilized. But it's plateaued at a pretty high level where we're still seeing about ten thousand new infections every day, and we're yeah. seeing close to a thousand deaths every day there as well. And uh, yet uh, they are also pushing to uh, reopen uh, various parts of their economy. Uh, the, the main concern is going to be once we come into fall, because a lot of the epidemiologists are predicting that uh, there is going to be a reemergence or a kind of a, a, a bigger
1: a, second a wave, a big pandemic
0: yeah. wave that yeah. comes in. In the nineteen eighteen Spanish flu, mm-hmm. uh, people point out that. Th- the most fatalities occurred during that second mm-hmm. wave of the spanish flu not the initial wave which we are still under right now here with mm-hmm. covid-19 okay uh, setting that aside pogyoung we're going to talk domestic Politics. Uh, we've got the ruling Democratic Party. A lot of talk about the chairmanship of the uh, Legislative and Judiciary Committee. Who should take that control? Well, uh, the DP saying, you know what? Uh, we'll just strip that uh, co- committee of all its uh, power that everybody wants to take control of, right?
1: Yeah, that's what that's uh, what's happening uh, right now. And the ruling party's committee that focuses on creating a national assembly that gets things done has reached a midterm conclusion. It's not final. It's only midterm. To change this really powerful... Powerful, uh, legislation and Judiciary Committee to a Committee on Ethics and Judiciary. The proposed plan would transfer the committee's legislation-related authorities to an organ directly uh, managed by the National Assembly Speaker. And this plan would essentially sort of combine uh, a committee on jurisdiction and also the current committee, the Special Committee on Ethics. And ruling Democratic Party argues that the change would strengthen the importance of ethics expected of and applied to lawmakers. And while uh, it would also change the role of the Legislation and Judiciary Committee that has been subject to criticism for um, becoming sort of a tool for the main opposition to hold back um, passage of bills. And this comes amid a conflict between main rival parties over the formation of the Parliamentary Standing Committees, most regarding the appointment of the chairperson for the Legislation and the Judiciary Committee. The floor leaders of the ruling party and the main opposition United Future Party, um, are set, were set to hold talks yesterday afternoon, but that was cancelled last minute. They will meet later today to discuss the matter, uh, with, um, as the National Assembly pe- Speaker at around 2 p.m. tomorrow as as a deadline for the parties to submit a list of uh, heads for standing committees.
0: And really, the pressure will be on the opposition. because The ruling party has indicated they are not going to budge on the idea of uh, um, whether they should be in charge of the legislative uh, judiciary committee, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it will have that power to be able to hold the uh, legislation uh, hostage and submit it to the National Assembly or not if they do this uh, idea of splitting it and putting it under the office of the National Assembly Speaker. The Speaker, by uh, most accounts, as as, uh, you say, uh, seems to be pretty determined to hold to this uh, 2 p.m. deadline. So if that happens uh, for the opposition, uh, the clock is ticking for them because if then they decide to go to a full vote with 177 seats for the ruling party with all the committees, uh, they they, they might be at risk of losing uh, a lot of power in the National Assembly, although they would like to keep the power of the judiciary committee. The joke has been: okay, we want to give it to an opposition uh, party uh, lawmaker to c- chair? Why don't we give it to the Uri uh, Minju Party trek Uka? Uh, well, he can no. lead <laughs> the judiciary committee since he's technically an opposition mm-hmm. uh, party lawmaker, which uh, obviously the uh, the, um, the conservative oppo- oppo- uh, opposition would not be in favor of. This has also become a hot. Button political issue here, Pohgyong. Uh, the idea of North Korean activist groups sending these controversial leaflets into North Korea. So, government uh, mindful of the fact that this has become a little bit of a diplomatic, uh, Tense standoff with North Korea is uh, set to press charges against uh, these defector groups that are sending the leaflets.
1: Mm-hmm. The Unification Ministry said it would press charges against two defector-run civic groups for sending anti-North Korean leaflets and bottles filled with rice across the border. And this uh, was made yesterday, which is a day, which was a day after Pyongyang seized all communication with Seoul over this very matter.
0: Right, and let's hear what the uh, Unification Ministry spokesperson had to say. 정부는 두 단체가 대북 전단 및 패터평 살포 활동으로 인해 남북교류협력법 반출 성인 규정을 위반하였으며 남북 정상 간 합의를 정면으로 위반함으로써 남북 간 긴장을 조성하고 적경 지역 주민의 생명과 안전에 대한 위험을 초래하는 등 공익을 침해했다고 판단하였습니다. So they are citing this this spokesperson is citing that the uh, the government has found that these two groups technically violated this law this uh, regulation of um uh, exporting goods to North Korea without prior approval and so that is the technical violation of the law but they are also saying they violated the inter-Korean agreement between the two Koreas uh, made uh, as far as the uh, propaganda leaflets are Concerned and also uh, citing that the fact that they are endangering the lives of those residents who live in those uh, border areas, right?
1: Yeah, the ministry is also taking action to revoke the group's business permits. And under the law governing inter Korean exchanges, people who wish to take goods out of North Korea or bring them into North Korea must obtain approval from the Ministry of Unification. But in the past, the government has not taken issue with these uh, anti Pyongyang leaflet launches, although it advised the groups not to send leaflets citing environmental concerns and the safety of residents in border areas because North Korea could retaliate. And earlier this week, North Korea terminated all inter-Korean communication channels and vowed to take further steps if Seoul does not stop these launches.
0: And uh, when we talk about the uh, back for this often becomes ideological, uh, if you are pro engagement with North Korea, uh, or if you are a bit more hawkish with uh, North Korea, and uh, there does seem to be some criticism that, okay, well, fine, this was an agreement by the two Koreas and uh, it uh, is being uh, determined from the North Korean side that South Korea is not abiding uh, by this provision of the agreement in terms of the sending of the uh, leaflets. But the, then the issue is, why are we just kind of just reacting to what Kim Yo-jong says? And just yeah. because she's angry, why, why are we sort of jumping the gun yeah. and then trying to fix the situation, whereas we could have done it uh, perhaps uh, Prior, uh, again, there are there are some political realities involved uh, with that uh, debate. We're going to talk the economy now. We we don't often talk about the stock markets, but uh, they are performing quite well. Uh, they uh, closed higher, Beokyung, apparently for the ninth consecutive session yesterday?
1: Mm -hmm. The benchmark Korea cost uh, composite stock price index gained 6.77 points to finish at 2,195.69. Trading volume was moderate at 695 million shares worth 12.6 trillion won with losers outpacing gainers 500 to 347. This marked the longest winning streak since September of 2019 when the index closed higher for 13 consecutive sessions. Analysts said this was all of this was led by investors who were mostly led by uh, the reopening of businesses across the world. amid this pandemic. And the local currency closed at 1,191.21 against the dollar, up 6.51 from the previous day. But the growth was limited because investors were also waiting for the outcome of the U.S. FOMC meeting. And yesterday uh, evening, local time, The Federal Reserve announced that it's keeping interest rates near zero and indicated that is where they will stay as the economy recovers from the pandemic. Fed Chairman uh, Jeremy Powell said, we are not even thinking about thinking about uh, raising rates. The Fed further projected that the U.S. economy will shrink 6.5% in 2020.
0: Yeah, one result of all of this just from uh, my circle uh, that I've observed is that uh, uh, the people who have been... And maybe locked out of the real estate investing market have really kind of gone big into the stock markets kind oh, of yeah. looking at this as an investment opportunity. Are you one of those uh, Kemi uh, Ant uh, <laughs> investors that has uh, seen a lot of profit recently? No, but
1: I too do have friends um, who right. are very much um, involved in, in the markets. and yeah, yeah, even
0: more so now because yeah. once it dropped, a lot of people saw it as mm-hmm. an opportunity and the, they uh, have capitalized and, and, <laughs> and, and so far, it looks like it's working out. But again, mm-hmm. you know, this is always high risk, high reward type of situation. We'll talk education now, we'll Uh, The city's educational office has now decided to cancel the licenses of two elite middle schools.
1: Mm-hmm. The Seoul Metropolitan Office of Education announced a decision to revoke licenses of Taiwan International Middle School and Yeongwon International Middle School, saying that they stratify schools, deepen inequality, and promote private education. Now, this decision is not final because it is subject to the approval of the Education Ministry, which will notify its stance within 50 days. In announcing this um, new decision, Seoul's Education Chief Cho Hyun said yesterday that international middle schools are undermining fundamental values of education, including equal opportunities for education and are promoting private education as they're perceived as part of a hierarchical school system. Now, the two institutions failed to meet requirements for the extension of the status. And above all, they did make sufficient efforts to foster global talents, defying the very own purpose of the schools, according to uh, these hours. Education Office. The schools expressed their intention to file a lawsuit to invalidate this measure. But Henry, honestly, I um, when I read this uh, new announcement yesterday, I you know i had more of a cynical uh view because mm-hmm. i i felt like it was a, a sort of more aim to alleviate a problem without addressing the underlying uh, fundamental ish- issue itself because students or parents who do attend these um very very competitive international or um special schools they they are very adamant and they're very passionate i would say about education so they're bound to um to uh, reemerge elsewhere, if not um, at least. Yeah, I I think what
0: your point is, those parents are not going to go away and they're they're not not going to stop trying to uh, give their kids uh, an advantage over the other kids. So uh, that's going to result in another outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, give us some background then with these these international middle schools. Um, how did they even first come into being?
1: Uh, international middle schools were established with the purpose of nurturing a global workforce in Korea and preventing schools from studying abroad from an early age. Most classes in the schools are um, uh, run in English, but there has been criticism that these elite schools play a role in widening the disparity in education between the haves and have-not. And in line with the Liberal Mundane administration's educational reforms, elite high schools, including independent private high schools, foreign language high schools, and global schools across the country, will also be abolished from March of 2025. But like um, I said earlier, um, these parents—they're not going away. So yeah,
0: and so what? What your your point is valid because those parents are going to be outraged and they're going to be upset uh, about this cancellation of the school or removing the special status. But at the same time, um, you're 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 indicating that the entire system is flawed, but. With the parents themselves, the idea seems to be, let's give our kids a, a, an advantage over the other kids. Uh, right. The the fact that this system rewards doing that, that right. it rewards, I, I have to push my kid up so that I can keep your kid down. Yeah. That that zero-sum game with education is really what the, the root yeah. cause of this is. And the fact that everybody needs to be in a prestigious <laughs> organization or you don't get ahead in society. That's not something that I think the education ministry can necessarily change on its own. Right. Uh, and it, it's a fundamental, maybe we can say, kind of flaw in, yeah. in in Korean society, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, so I understand. That's, yeah. that's got to be addressed uh, as well. Okay, we got one more story to go. Uh, a tragic story, especially dealing with um, uh, people who are overseas Koreans. A, a senior citizen there uh, brutally attacked on a bus.
1: Now, in uh, in a now deleted tweet post by a Twitter user, the victims, um, known as the victim's step granddaughter, claimed the incident happened as this uh, senior attacker uh, did not want um, this uh, quote unquote Chinese virus. The incident happened in the city of California, and this uh, Twitter user added in her tweet that those who have not been Beaten due to their skin color, did not have a say in the matter referring to the movement happening in the U.S., but uh, and her tweet uh, quickly went viral and many expressed their outrage at the incident. The Twitter user followed up with an update saying that her uh, grandfather is now doing okay and is safe at home. She added that her family had contacted the police and are trying to find the men who attacked her grandfather. And she questioned the logic of some. Someone um, attacking this uh, person um, when um, alleging that, that uh, the victim has, quote-unquote, Chinese virus.
0: Yeah, another uh, sign of attentions in the U.S. Bogyoung, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Henry.